Hey folks, Preet here. It's been a busy week for former President Donald Trump. In New York, Trump took the stand to testify at his civil fraud trial. During his testimony, Trump sparred with the judge and criticized New York Attorney General Letitia James for bringing the case in the first place. Trump testified following his sons, Eric and Donald Jr. Ivanka Trump is also expected to testify. Meanwhile, Special Counsel Jack Smith filed a response to Trump's motions to dismiss the election interference criminal charges, rejecting Trump's constitutional and statutory arguments. Joyce Vance and I discuss all that and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today we're sharing an excerpt from the episode with listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership for just $1 for one month. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. We look forward to having you as a part of the insider community. So I think the thing to talk about first, Joyce, is the fact that on Monday of this week, yesterday, Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, actually took the stand in the civil fraud trial in New York. And um, various people are describing it in different <laughs> different ways. I described it as bonkers. How would you describe the testimony and the back and forth between him in particular and Judge Ngoron? I mean, Donald Trump was a remarkably good witness, disciplined, answered the questions <laughs> without, de- you know, geez. I mean, it was one of those incredible displays that I think we all expected, right? I think in our hearts, we all knew that that was what Donald Trump on the witness stand in court would look like. But it was remarkable for many reasons, including Donald Trump's complete failure to have any instinct for self-preservation. Do you agree with me that Donald Trump and his team have effectively decided, and maybe understandably so, that the case is lost, Yeah. right? The actual legal case is lost. They've lost much of it the important part of it already, on summary judgment before the trial even began. The judges found Donald Trump not to be credible, found his lawyers on different occasions not to be particularly credible. And in his mind, you know, a phrase probably goes through his brain, is the fix is in. There's nothing he can really do to turn about the mind of the judge. And there's no jury in this case, as we've discussed before. And so now he's just proceeding with spectacle and with braggadocio and, you know, training his message to the public. At one point during his testimony, he says something about the trial being unfair, and he hopes the public is paying attention. Is there any legal strategy left other than maybe, and this is where I always come to you as a former appellate lawyer that you have been, the only legal strategy I can see, aside from putting on a political spectacle, is hoping for something that the judge will do that will be an error that can cause a reversal of the almost certain verdict against Trump. Is that fair? I think that's absolutely right. Donald Trump is out of control. If his lawyers even tried to give him advice, he's not taking it. Whether or not it's a strategy to try to poke at the judge, it's not working. This is an experienced judge. He, I I think, has handled everything that they've tried to toss at him, including baiting him about his relationship with his, his clerk. He's made a record. He's not getting reversed on any of this. You know, I think their only chance on appeal, and presumably the reason that one of Donald Trump's PACs paid his lawyer, Chris Keyes, $3 million on a retainer, was to angle for an appeal. And that's now out the window. And here's why. 
They could have arguably, and they certainly will appeal the judge's decision to grant judgment on the fraud claims in advance of trial. That's a pretty routine summary judgment in a civil case where one of the parties has failed to put in sufficient evidence to create an issue of fact for the jury or the trier of fact to decide. Here, the judge prior to trial says, there's just no dispute. The defendants haven't offered sufficient evidence that they didn't engage in fraud. I'm going to rule for the attorney general. That's the kind of ruling that you can you know, go after on appeal. And yet yesterday, Donald Trump repeatedly caves into the attorney general's case. I think the most startling example is he's looking at documents and acknowledging his signature is on stuff that went to the bank. And there's a line on the form that says, you know, this this information is provided in an effort to induce a loan. I'm not quoting it exactly, but it's word to that effect using the verb inducement. And it's just really shocking that Trump was so unschooled, so unprepared for testimony that he, in essence, gave the appeal away yesterday. Can we take a step back for a moment and talk about what we think the spectacle yesterday says about the rule of law in our court system? So I'm of two minds about this, and I'm curious to know what you think. On the one hand, it was a joke. It was a spectacle, as I've said. It was a mockery. And you could say, well, it sort of degrades people's perceptions about the rule of law and the court system. On the other hand, here you had a former president of the United States who had to submit to questions, who was, you know, controlled to some degree by a judge. He had to be under oath. He didn't skip the trial. He's someone who was under a gag order. He's been fined once. He's been fined a second time. And he's submitted himself to this proceeding. And You know, on that ground, you can say, well, the system kind of works because someone like this, who was a former sitting president of the United States and maybe will be again in the future, he had to submit to legal process. So is this something to celebrate or something to scowl at? Yeah, I mean, I think you ask the right question like you always do. It's on the one hand, this sort of tragic moment that the country has come to this. But I'm more inclined towards the view that this really shows that the rule of law will ultimately come for Trump. I mean, he was a buffoon yesterday, not to mince words, but any thinking person, whether they support him or not, who saw that performance— understands what was going on. That was a desperate man in denial, lying on the witness stand, confused, not very bright, certainly not, you know, some sort of a billionaire businessman. He at one point, you know, acknowledged that that this business was what he built his brand on and, and he built his brand on the business to the extent that his presidency was about his brand as a, as a businessman. That's a sorry statement about our politics. But let me tell you what I liked yesterday. You know, typically when you have a witness on the witness stand in front of a jury, they have to answer questions. And if their answers are non-responsive, uh, the person who's questioning them can move to strike, can ask the judge to instruct the jury not to consider answers that are non-responsive. And, and there can be other sanctions with a witness who continues to do that and talks about information that's not admissible in the trial. This situation was different because we have a judge deciding the case, not a jury. And of course, we assume that in that setting that a judge can simply set aside the extraneous matter. So there's no need to go through the objections and and the process of excluding information. But it was very clear 
to everyone in the room that Donald Trump is not someone who can be trusted on the witness stand. In his criminal trials, if he insists upon testifying, he will convict himself. And yesterday, even though it's a civil case, not a criminal case, he convicted himself too. The rule of law won yesterday. Well, he's he's not going to testify at his criminal trials, is he? You know, I'm a real outlier here. I hear everybody saying that. He can't testify. His lawyers, you know, won't let him testify. Donald Trump is clearly the smartest man in the room, if you ask him. He may believe that he can create reasonable doubt in the mind of one juror if he testifies, but I think more than that, he won't be able to resist the opportunity to take the witness stand and to, you know, be center stage and and have all eyes on him. I think he may want to try at a criminal trial, and who knows if his lawyers can talk him out of it. Yeah, you never know. I still think it's quite unlikely. I mean, it'd be stupid. The other dynamic that we've mentioned a couple of times from yesterday is there's no jury, right? And you have a very frustrated judge who's already made findings about the credibility of Donald Trump, including, by the way, a few days ago when Trump took the stand. This, by the way, his testimony was the second time he took the stand. The first time was over a dispute over what he said to reporters. Um, And it sounded like to the judge that he was disparaging judicial staff once again. So he's saying all these crazy things. He's being belligerent and bombastic and all sorts of other things as well. The judge can kind of take it because the judge is a big boy and the judge will rule as the judge will rule. If there had been a jury there and assume, you know, general makeup of a jury in New York and Donald Trump engaged in these antics and didn't answer questions and got into fights with the judge, aren't you pretty certain that that would turn the jury off? And his spectacle is less harmful with a judge than it would be with a jury? Or do I have that backwards? No, that's absolutely right. The judge is going to roll his eyes, but he's ultimately going to set aside all of the antics and decide the case just on the evidence in front of him. Of course, he's entitled to draw negative inferences when Trump refuses to answer questions. You know, when he's asked repeatedly about were you responsible or did you know about this? And instead he talks about how great his brand is. The judge can draw the inference that he's not answering because the answer would be harmful. But in the hands of a jury, that sort of behavior is just a death knell for a witness. Juries are smart and juries, when they go back into the room and deliberate, you know, and we hear this in my district, we can talk with juries after they return a verdict in the Eastern District of Virginia, where I used to practice the same deal. Juries are smart. Juries are canny. They understand what's going on with a witness like Donald Trump. You know, there are these exchanges between Trump and the judge, and we've talked about them, and there's some more to talk about, but there are also these odd exchanges between the judge and Trump's lawyers. You know, professional, so far as I know, at the moment at least, admitted in good standing to practice law in one or more jurisdictions, which is not the fate of some other lawyers for Donald Trump, as we've talked about. And, you know, for Trump, being the bombastic, you know, previous and future candidate that he is, that's one thing. Some of the stuff these lawyers said kind of struck me, including at one point, Alina Haba said, Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, head to cafe.com slash insider and try out the membership for just $1 for one month. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.